the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Wow. Wow. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. And ladies and gentlemen, today I'm going to continue with what I was discussing yesterday. You know, I am very attuned to our listening base. So uh, I love our listeners. we got listeners all over the world. i got some listeners that text me, some listeners that email me. I got some listeners that post on the wayofwarrior.blog that they get from me daily. I get lots of different ways on Facebook. And so I had a couple of listeners uh, request from me yesterday, man, I really would have liked if you would have went into logotherapy a little bit more. And um, I'm going to do that today. Uh, matter of fact, today, a continuation of yesterday's show, we're going to talk call today Mission Logo Therapy. Uh, because it really is why you're here. You know, why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, the next day, and do it again and again? And and I got a little crocodile hunter in me, you know. Uh, I know that sounds a little twisted, but, uh, you know, Steve Irwin, you know, uh, what a cool dude. You know, here's uh, here's the guy that uh, that watched animals, that saw the patterns of animals. You do understand that you don't stick your head into a lion's mouth unless you have a basic understanding of what that lion's going to do. You know, I, I have a background of Las Vegas. That's my uh, uh, where I grew up in Las Vegas. And remember Siegfried and Roy, right? I mean, these animal tamers, they, they get trained into the uh, proclivities of the animals, what the animal does if A happens, what the animal does if B happens, what are the normal patterns. You know, when I grew up, uh, uh, when I was younger, every Sunday night, they would have the animal kingdom. Right, it was on the Disney. It was with Disney, and it'd be the animal kingdom. And for an hour, right, you'd have a guy bring on all these animals, and they talked about all these animals, and and they would they would watch the animals from afar, and they would say these are the habits of the animals. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you don't need to be a crocodile hunter. Uh, you don't need to be Steve Irwin or whatever that guy named. I would keep wanting to call him Yule Gibbons. Or how about Jacques Cousteau? Jacques Cousteau, the underworld of Jacques Cousteau, right? And he followed these animals around, these sea life, these marine life. And uh, this is doing this because of this. And this is doing this because of this. And whenever this happens, this happens. Don't you get it? They're looking at the patterns of the animals. And ladies and gentlemen, we are in the people business. Even when Jesus walked on this planet, you know, uh, Peter and some of the apostles were fishermen. It, it, it wasn't a hobby. It was their job. It's not like John and I say, hey, after the show, Black, we should uh, go fishing, pop a couple beers, and just chill. 
You know, that sounds cool, John, by the way, just so you know. I'm cool. Know. But, uh, yeah, but uh, that that's a hobby. But fishermen, that was their job. And so a lot of people misplace that when G- Peter, you know, when Jesus is crucified and Peter goes, I'm going fishing. He didn't say, I'm going to go play a game. He's going to, he said, basically, I'm going to go back to work. You know, the one I thought was the one, maybe he's not the one. So I'm going back to work. And remember when Jesus even picked him, he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. See, the whole thing is about the pattern of men. And once we understand the pattern of the flesh, and then we understand the pattern of the spirit, then we can be born again. But I want you to think about, you know, Mr. Irwin, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. I mean, uh, what a cool dude. I, mean, I really liked him a lot. And, you know, I'm as heterosexual as you get, but, you know, that, that uh, Australian accent, you know, hey, put some shrimp on the Barbie, right? You know, it's just, but here's this guy. And what was happening, he was, uh, they were filming something for his daughter, Bindi. And uh, they were on a break, and they, he and uh, Steve Irwin and this cameraman uh, were just swimming, relaxing as a break, and they saw this beautiful ray. You know rays, right? Uh, millions of people spend millions of dollars, billions of dollars every year to fly to exotic places with beautiful blue water. They put on snorkeling or scuba diving equipment, and they swim with the rays, and they touch them, and they move around them. And it's, I mean, people pay a lot of money for that. And so what happens, they see this ray, and it's a beautiful ray, so they start following after it, Steve and this cameraman, and for some reason, no one knows why, uh, this ray felt threatened, like it was under attack, like these were attacking him. And it says within a couple seconds, that ray darted him in the heart, like a hundred times. Yeah, he, he bled out in the water. There, uh, he was pretty sure he was dead before they got him out of the water. Uh, it, is, it was filmed. Uh, it has never been filmed before, an attack of a ray on a human being. It doesn't happen. And see, when you study animals, when you want to mingle with the animals when you want to help the animals, when you want to preserve the animals, when you want to grow the population of the animals or see why they're getting infected, you've got to spend time with them. You've got to know their proclivities. You've got to know their patterns. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what you do for a living, if you have a, get a, a paycheck or have a J-O-B, uh, it doesn't matter anything else. We are all in the people business. If you look in the mirror, you'll see a people. Uh, if you procreate, you're going to procreate little people. Uh, if you uh, get sparkly in your eye and fluttery in your heart, it's most likely because there's a person doing that on the other side of your eye, right? You got my point? And so we need to understand the patterns of human beings. That is what this radio show is about. So that you can understand why we do what we do, how we do what we do. Because when you can understand patterns then you have the keys to life. Because the reason why we're getting what we're getting today is because of what we're doing. It is the patterns in our life that are getting us the results we are getting. And so today I do want to go back into logotherapy because I want to expand it out because every single human being has a will to meaning. Look at the Olympics that most people are tuning out because all these millionaire victims, you know, and like it or not, some of these people making all these little gestures, these little social justice, the victimhood, 
poor me, this isn't fair to this person. All that's really about them wanting to find a purpose. You know, because let's be honest. If at the end of your life, what you have to show for your life is you got a medal in the Olympics, I don't know about you, but God could care less about your medal in the Olympics. When we stand before God, and the Bible says it's appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment, we will be held to account. You're not here to win medals. Uh, you're not here uh, even to make someone's life easier. You're not here on this planet for social justice. You know what the Bible says we're here for? To glorify God. I do not want to, to glorify God. That. Well, too bad, lady. You know, Greta, the truth will set you free. But first, Greta, it's going to make you a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, and by looking at you, Greta, you need to be a little uncomfortable. You need to look in the mirror now and then. And that's what we do on this radio show. We take a look in the mirror. So I want to go into how we operate, how we function. You know, the human creature, it, it's not that different than any other creature. There are patterns. There are habits. And then I show you how your mind works. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about mission logotherapy. And I'm going to go into what drives us, why we do what we do, and how we can get conditioned, and how we live in three zones. And it's really important to understand this. The comfort zone, the zone called fear outside of it, and the zone called panic. I always tell people, I can give you fear's address. Fear is right outside your comfort zone. And yet most people stay stuck and stale in their comfort zones. And yet I'm going to tell you right now, things go to die in the comfort zone. And so we're going to recount the, the Tiddler cycle. How do and why do most democracies fade after 200 years? And it's the human condition. It has to do with those three, three circles that I paint all over the world about comfort, about fear, and about panic. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about mission logotherapy. And we'll be back in a few minutes. It's like when I think of dying. You know how I'd like to die? No, how? I'd like to get torn apart by wild animals. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and radio.com. 
Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio on Freedom 1570. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerislein, our guests like bow hunting expert Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Westmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick Sharon Saylor. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. It's Outdoor News Radio. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. That's my cue. <laughs> I am black, and I am back. And boy, that was W. Sometimes I'd shake my head at W, right? But today, on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about mission logo therapy. And you know what? There's going to come a point in our life where each and every one of us will be lying on our deathbed and asking ourselves a simple question. Did it matter one bit? Did it matter one bit? that I was given the gift of life, what difference did it make? Did my life have an impact on anything? Is there anybody else's life that is better because I have lived? How many people are going to be in the kingdom of God because I was willing to open my mouth and share the good news of the gospel of Christ? How many poor people did I reach out to? How many homeless people was I encouragement to? How many marriages did I positively impact? How many people were ready to take their life because their life had no value, choose not to and make their life of value because they crossed paths with me? See, Dr. Covey used to talk about seven habits of highly effective people. And one of my favorite was to begin with the end in mind. And see, it's one of the things I do as a leader. I begin with the end in mind. Because when you change your position, you change your perspective. And what we need right now is a change of perspective because no one responds to reality. We respond to our perspective, our what we call a map of reality. And so we've been talking about this, this existential crisis that we've been going through. I think that's what's going on in America. 
we have an existential crisis. America, we, we used to know who we were. You know, John plays it all the time, that uh, beautiful uh, Reagan, the shining light on a hill, you know, where you light up areas where it's your light brightens the path of many others. That's what uh, God says that the, the Bible is to be a lamp unto our feet. Uh, you know, in the old days when we didn't have lights and all that, during Jesus' time, uh, they'd put little lights on their shoes, little candles on their front, so they could see where they're walking because to walk without any light, especially remember you had sandals on, you could be stepping on rattlesnakes, you could be stepping, uh, stepping in holes, you could be stepping on a lot of things, and you need to have a light unto your path. So you can see clearly now, because if you can't see where you're walking, then you walk with trepidation. You walk with hesitation. That's why we say the number one weapon formed against us is confusion. Because when you're confused, you you don't speak up. When you're confused, you don't step out. When you're confused, you don't stand up. When you're confused, you don't know when to sit down. And right now, confusion uh, is the mindset of the day. And boy, don't you know that our enemy loves confusion because we can be easily manipulated when we're confused. Confusion comes from a basis of fear, and fear is false evidence appearing real. And so this existential crisis, America no longer knows who we are. I mean, we're being told that we're evil, that we're hateful, that we're racist. Uh, so even, I mean, we can't even watch the Olympics anymore because who do you root for? How do you root for an evil, hateful, bitter country? How do you root for uh, evil like we've been told America's evil? So how now do you turn that on for four years uh, with Donald Trump? We were told that to be nationalist was to be a threat. Matter of fact, today uh, they say the number one threat to Joe Biden is evangelical Christians, white ones. And stunning. And if you read the data, why? Because the non-church voted in mass droves for Biden. And the church voted in mass numbers for Trump. Except for Christians whose skin has to be black. Why? Because the Democratic Party has done well to lie to them. Their first loyalty is supposed to be to God. If I'm, I'm talking to a black person who's a Christian, I'm their people. I hear black people say all the time, well, we got to take care of our people. My people, well, who's your people? Well, Jesus told us who our people was. Remember when mom and dad, mom and brother, sorry, Joseph was dead already. When mom and brother were outside the door and they're asking for Jesus because Jesus is in a house telling people he's God and people are getting stirred up. So someone sent for mom and dad. I'm sorry, mom and dad, mom and brother. Dad's dead. <laughs> mom and brother. And so they came to the door, knocked on the door, said, we're here to get Jesus before you guys kill him. And so someone came up to Jesus, and I'll use my black paraphrase, said, oh, God, your mother and your brother are outside. That's what it was. It was sarcasm. It was ridicule. It was putting him down. God has a mother and a brother. They're right outside your door, God. And what did Christ say? He said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? But he or she who does the will of my father, that is my brother. That is my brother. So when I see these black people saying, my people, I wonder who are their people? My people are people in China who follow Jesus Christ. My people are people in Uganda. I have a hundred black kids that I support in Uganda. I have three young black men I, I mentor in leadership. They share the word of God with the days and they teach those 30 kids each that they have. Those are my people. But you do know in Uganda, they're all black, right? 
I don't know if you know this or not, America's one of the most diverse countries in the world. You go to Africa and people are black. Melanated yeah. people. Yeah, melanated people. <laughs> That's me, right? I'm non-melanated. I, I've been shortchanged on the melanin, right? <laughs> Which is fine. Who could care less what my tent looks like? This is a temporary dwelling place. I'm not going to be here for long. It's a temporary place. I can live in a trailer for a few years if I know I got a mansion being built, right? And so the existential crisis forces ourselves to ask ourselves, what is our true nature? And see, that's what's missing in America. We don't know who we are anymore. I'm going to be honest with you. That's what's missing in the church. We don't know who we are. I'm going to tell you, I do this in my leadership training. Go to likeitmatters.net. And successful people, people that other people think should be teaching my training, not attending my training, go in there. And when it gets beyond the fluff, gets beyond the surface, realize I've lost my way. And if you don't know who you are, then to what to do is going to be confusing as well. So we've got to figure out what is our true nature, our true meaning, our true essence as a human being when the surface meaning has been removed. In other words, if being an athlete is what gives your life meaning, what does your life mean when you can no longer be an athlete? If your whole reason for existing is to have intercourse and now you can't have it, why are you living? If your whole purpose is to be an elected official and you lose an election and you can no longer live off the government dole, you can no longer suck on the government uh, teat, if you will. Denied, right? And so you got to know logotherapy means logos, which is meaning, and therapy, which is defined as a treatment. And the answer to what ills us is logotherapy. And Dr. Viktor Frankl, remember, spent time in Auschwitz, uh, lost almost everything. And in Auschwitz, while the Nazis occupied it, where they killed his wife, killed his mom and dad, killed Hope, killed 8 to 10 million Jews and many Christians who supported those Jews. And so when Dr. Frankel was in Auschwitz, he came up with the concept of logotherapy. And really, according to Frankel, we can discover meaning in life in three different ways. He says, by creating a work or doing a deed. That's why I do likeitmatters.net. That's why I do Like It Matters Radio. By experiencing something or encountering someone. And this is my life. Every day, I tell God, whatever you're about today, Daddy, I want to be a part of it. Anybody that comes in my path has my eye, has my heart. I'm not like a lot of Christians out there, not looking out for lost, and I'm not driven by the lost. Yeah, if I got a lost person in front of me, they're going to get all I got. But you know what I pray to God? God, put people in my life who I can impact. Use me, Lord. See a need, meet a need. I live by the philosophy, see a need, meet a need. You don't need to go halfway across the world to go on a mission trip. You don't need to go to Venezuela. You don't need to go to Uganda, although I want to go to both places. Go across the street. Go in the grocery store. Go to the neighbor next door. I'm going to a mission trip on Saturday. I'm driving to Sturgis. I don't own a bike. I've never been on a motorcycle. All my skin is my original skin. There's no ink on it. There's no tattoo, no marches, blemishes. That's all they are from a life well-lived blemishes. And yet every year, this is my sixth or seventh year, we go out freebikewash.com 
and we get on our knees, we wash bikes, we dry bikes, we shine shoes, we feed people, we clean their leather, we clean their bikes, we clean their soul, and we share the love of God, and they can't give us anything. And so I do that. And by the way, he said there's three, by experiencing something or encountering someone. And the third way he says we gain meaning is by the attitude we take toward unavoidable suffering. And this is where we're falling so short. Everything can be taken from a man but one thing. The last of human freedoms is to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. And so yesterday I went over these presuppositions, these prejudices, assumptions on logotherapy because every psychotherapy has assumptions. And I'm going to cover them real quick, and then I'm going to break them down after the break. Number one, the human being is an entity consisting of body, mind, and spirit. Presupposition number two, life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable. Circumstance number three, people have a will to meaning. This is key. Everything is a purpose. Number four, people have freedom under all circumstances to activate the will to find meaning. Number five, life has a demand quality to which people must respond if decisions are to be meaningful. And number six, the individual is unique. And after the break, I want to break these down because this is what some listeners ask. Could you go further in detail on those? I'm going to break these out and tell you why they're so important and how you apply them in your life to make your life worth living. I am Black, and we'll be right back. You lack discipline. bet on black we are all in the construction business constructing memories relationships new ideas and a legacy that will outlive us life is best imagined as a construction project at like it matters we craft tools and teach you how to use them mr black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream one of those tools is individual life counseling the best analogy is a life caddy because sometimes you just need another set of eyes A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and... uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. 
Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. We're all mad. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And please, uh, if you have not been to our website lately, likeitmatters.net, check it out. I have just updated the schedule, and we're hitting the road. Uh, So uh, September 30th through October 2nd, uh, we're going to be in Las Vegas uh, doing a Leadership Awakening. Uh, October 28th through 30th, we're going to be in Boise. have not been back to Boise for a few years, so October 28th through 30th, Boise, Idaho. And then November 18th through 20th, we're going to be in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, August 19th, we're here in Dallas. September 2nd, we're here in Dallas. But then September, October, November, uh, we're going to be hitting the road. I'll also be in uh, September in San Diego, a weekend with Meraki. We're going to start doing some work with our uh, brain mapping. So uh, I'm going to be on the road a lot. Looking forward to meeting a lot of you listeners out there. Looking forward to connecting with some brand new people. And today we're talking about mission logo therapy because what's happening in America is we have an existential crisis. I'm going to tell you most people don't know whether the church is lost, individually we're lost, America's lost. I mean, even journalism is lost. I mean, I was looking at an article. This was from uh, yesterday. Jonathan Turley slams UNC journalism dean who asked ABC News to protect Nicole Hannah-Jones. He says, quote, it's the ultimate of advocacy journalism. I mean, we, we used to have a free and fair press. We don't anymore. It's not part of the Democratic Party. We now have, just like China and Russia, state-run media. Uh, so, uh, you know, Facebook carries the water for Joe Biden. Uh, Facebook makes sure, and social media makes sure that you don't say anything negative about this guy, uh, that they will defend him. They'll tell you why something's not true, and not whether it's true or not, they'll make up reasons. Yeah. So you got to realize this. But uh, let me read this article. Fox News contributor Jonathan Turley feels the University of North Carolina dean who urged ABC News to protect New York Times writer Nicole Hannah-Jones was participating in advocacy journalism. It's the ultimate of advocacy journalism. Uh, Turley said, amid the controversy to bring the 1619 Project author as a tenured professor to school, UNC's journalism and media dean Susan King requested that ABC News deputy political director protect Hannah Jones. Uh, boy, it's kind of similar to when they said we should protect Donald Trump. Yeah, that's a, there's a laugh line there if you missed that part. Yeah. Their correspondence was among a batch of emails obtained by Fox News in connection with the ongoing saga. Uh, Stunning. 
The request from the dean of UNC shows how casual journalism professors have become with these ethical lines between reporting and advocacy, Turley wrote. Reporters and academics continue to destroy the core principles that sustain journalism and ultimately the role of a press in free society. Uh, and we're not free anymore. So even the media is lost. Now they're advocates. Uh, uh, um, uh, PBS said now that their reporters can go and join protest. Uh, I mean, they're trashing Trump and trashing conservatives. They're calling these people. Journalists are calling uh, Trump supporters, uh, all, you know, 60, 70 million of us calling us all enemies of the state. This is what's being promoted. And so we got to realize, go back to the basics and logotherapy. So I told you I want to break down these presuppositions of logotherapy. Presupposition is a prejudice. Every single human being is prejudice. We prejudge based on past experience. Every philosophy, every science, every law has suppositions, presuppositions, which are belief systems that we enter with. Do you hear that? You would call those prejudice. Every single person is judgmental. We prejudge based on past experience. So here we go. Assumption number one. We talked about it. The human being is an entity consisting of body, mind, and spirit. Remember, I talk about this all the time. We're a three-part being. We live on the physical plane like plants do, but we also live on the social slash mental plane like animals do. But we also have a third plane that only human beings live on because we're all eternal creatures is a, a spirit. So think about this. Uh, the, the body, where is it right here? Mind and spirit. Uh, the body is soma. The mind is psyche. And the spirit is noose. According to Frankel, the body and mind are what we have, and the spirit is what we are. Like I said, that's my tent, my tabernacle is what you see on the outside. It's a carbon-based life form. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It came from the dust, remember, in Adam and Eve, uh, and it'll go back to the dust. But the spirit occupying this body is eternal. And there's only two resting places. It's either with God or separate from God. We call those heaven, and we call those hell. Uh, whether you like it or not, this is just the truth. Number two, assumption number two, life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable. It's the ultimate meaning. Now, this is difficult to grasp, but it's something everyone experiences, and it represents an order in a world with laws that go beyond human laws. This is the whole abortion battle. This is the whole, if you know that your child's going to have Down syndrome or something like that, you kill the child and not give it a chance of life. Are you being more compassionate by killing that child uh, in the womb? then that child might have to suffer. See, this really goes down the core. Why do you think one thing uh, that people who are pro-abortion, they don't want to talk about when does life begin? Notice that. They avoid that topic because a lot of belief systems are built on other belief systems, and everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. And in order for you to admit that life starts at conception, and by the way, Google it, it does. It's photographed now. Microscopically can film it. That it, uh, Like a fireworks show goes off when an egg is fertilized. Look at it. They did. Uh, were able to video um, with a frog. I think it was fertilization of a frog. Uh, and it's a light show. A spark. That's where life begins. It's documented. But if someone who's pro-abortion would admit that life begins at conception, then what they're doing is murder. And so they can't agree that life begins at conception. So now this is where science doesn't matter. It's not science. It's called politics. Because then they say, well, life begins 
uh, a week after a botched abortion if the mother wants to keep the child. That's when life begins. Yeah, wrong button, because that's stupid. That's idiotic, right? But life has meaning under all circumstances. God uses everything for a purpose. That's what Romans 8.28 says. The third assumption, people have a will to meaning. This is seen as the main motivation for living and acting. When we see meaning, uh, when we are ready for any type of suffering, this is considered to be different than our will to achieve power and pleasure. Remember, Dr. Viktor Frankl came up with his data while he was in Auschwitz, while the Nazis were slaughtering them by the millions. This is when he came up with this concept. This wasn't at a uh, a golf event. Uh, this wasn't at his mansion uh, in, in, in some great place. This was in the hell of hells where he came up with this. Assumption four, people have freedom under all circumstances to activate the will to find meaning. That means that we are free to activate our will to find meaning, and this can be done under any circumstances. Free. This free. deals with a change of attitudes about our unavoidable fate. See, Franco was able to test the first four assumptions when he was confined in the concentration camp. The fifth assumption, life has a demand quality to which people must respond if decisions are to be meaningful. The meaning of the moment is more practical in daily living than ultimate meaning. See, unlike ultimate meaning, this meaning can be found and fulfilled. This can be done by following the values of society or by following the voice of our conscience. And what happens when the voice of our conscience, if that voice is the Holy Spirit, dictates that what society is promoting is wrong? You know, that's where you got to figure out who are you, why are you here? The sixth assumption, the individual's unique deals with one's sense of meaning. This is enhanced by the realization that we are all irreplaceable. In essence, all humans are unique with an empty of body, mind, and spirit. We all go through unique situations and are constantly looking to find meaning. And we are free to do this all times in response to all situations. But see, you got to know how we work. That's why I bring up the Titler cycle all the time. right? Remember the, the Scottish philosopher where he said that basically all, um, all democracies last 200 years. And the theory is set forth that uh, uh, basically there are nine stages. And here's the sequence. We go from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to complacency, from complacency to apathy, from apathy to dependence, and then we wind up right back into bondage. And the reason why that happens, this is the cycle of human beings. What you're looking at is a pattern of human beings. And why does it work that way? Because of the three circles we live in. Remember, we live in the comfort zone. Outside of that is a zone called fear. And outside of the zone called panic. And the comfort zone is where things go to die. See, when we're in bondage, guess what? We don't like it. We're going to fight our way out of it. We're going to do things, which leads us to spiritual faith. We got to turn to God. Of the 12 steps, the first step is, God, I can't handle this. I need a higher power, someone to help me. And then with the spiritual faith, when you're trusting in God, when you know who he is, that gives you courage. And you take chances. People like Martin Luther, people who are burned at the stake singing uh, psalms. And then that courage leads to liberty, leads to taking on the most powerful uh, army in the world at the time, the British Empire, uh, to, to, to create America. And then from liberty, the freedom to, uh, to accumulate and to sell and buy, then we get abundance. But here's where human nature kicks in. 
Because when we got out of abundance, we want more. It's our security. We start misplacing our security in our stuff versus the person who gave us our stuff. So then selfishness comes in. And then after selfishness, we get complacent. We get fat and lazy. And then after complacency, now we stop caring because we got everything we need. So it becomes apathy. And once we start caring and pushing and, and challenging status quo, then after a while, we need dependence. We start becoming dependent on the government taking care of this and people doing this. And then after dependence, we wound up being locked down in bondage again. And welcome to that's where we're at in America today. But the answer is you. The answer is me. The answer is understanding why are we here? Why do we get up each day, do what we do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again? And after the break, I'll help you figure out how to do that. I am Black. We'll be right back. I do not want to believe that. Some people never learn. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. You depend on our lineup of talk hosts each day. Now you have the chance to meet one of them, announcing the Terrific Talkers VIP experience. We'll fly you and a guest on a three-night stay to meet your favorite radio host. You can meet Dinesh D'Souza, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, Hugh Hewitt, Charlie Kirk, Eric Metaxas, or Dennis Prager. Enter once per day at freedom1570.com slash talker. The Terrific Talkers VIP experience brought to you by Morris Law Group. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head 
BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Black, and today we're talking about Mission Logo Therapy. And by the way, I had a text at the break. Uh, yes, we do a podcast. Uh, we do a bi-weekly podcast. Uh, Mondays and Thursdays, we release new podcasts. So tomorrow will be a brand new one. Great show tomorrow. You should listen to it. Uh, and then Mondays, we do story time with Mr. Black, which is a great story with a musical bed laid behind it. Uh, uh, John does a great job putting that out there. A great story, moving, motivational, uh, usually a, a message behind it with implementation like an Aesop's fable. So wherever you listen to a podcast, just uh, search Live in Life Like It Matters. Live in Life Like It Matters. And please, uh, like it, download it, listen to it, share it with five people, comment on it, please. We need your help. So we're talking about the existential threat uh, that's going on in America, why we're falling apart. You see the Olympic athletes, you know, there they are representing their country, and some of those people hate their country. They bought in the lie that America's evil, that America's this, that. They're confused. We're talking about the media. The media is now, uh, we're no different than China and Russia. We have state-run media. The media is part of the Democratic Party. I was talking earlier about uh, uh, Jonathan Turley, uh, an article he wrote about Nicole Hannah-Jones. You know, she got a Pulitzer Prize for that garbage called the 1619 Project, a bunch of lies. And this is how twisted the world is, that she got a Pulitzer Prize for spouting a whole bunch of lies. Just stunning. But here's what Turley said, quote, "Uh, This is part of a chilling trend we're seeing across universities. A leading professor at Stanford Stanford a while back denounced the concept of objectivity in journalism and said that journalists must be advocates. See, they've forgotten who they are. They're supposed to be the fourth estate. They're supposed to keep the three three parts of government in checks and balance, but now they've become part of the Democratic Party. So they're they're not unbiased. They're not free. And quote, the quote goes on to say, this model of advocacy journalism has taken hold. Hannah Jones herself recently declared, yes, I believe journalism is advocacy. So that goes against the whole core principle. This is what we don't know who we are. We recently had the Times justice reporter calling all Trump supporters, all 74 million, ready for this, quote, enemies of the state. That's enough. So we're seeing more and more advocacy in the media, and it's open and it's being embraced, Turley said, adding that NPR recently permitted its journalists to engage in protest. And see, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. That's why it's so important to understand the three circles, the uh, comfort zone, the fear, and the panic. Things die in our comfort zone. That's why the Tipler cycle plays out the way it does. Once we get comfortable, we get fat and lazy, right? Once we get comfortable, we put on weight. Once we get comfortable with our spouses, we no longer do the things we used to do. Once we get comfortable with God, like he told the church at Ephesus, you've lost your first love. Go back to what you did at first. We get comfortable and we stop doing those things that people did when they were uncomfortable. In my class, likeitmatters.net, Leadership Awakening, two and a half days that will change your life, I tell people the first night, the first five minutes, here's one of your litmus tests. 
if at any point you're comfortable in this training this weekend, you're doing something wrong. You got to push outside that comfort zone. And outside that comfort zone is fear. It's an acronym. It's false evidence appearing real. It's a chemical response. It's just a feeling to what you're thinking, your breathing, and your physiology, and specifically your eye placement in relationship to your physiology. And once you learn how to function in a zone called fear, false evidence appearing real, you realize that it was a straw man. It's not real. The only power that fear has is the power we give it. And so outside that zone called fear is a zone called panic, intense fear. Now, you can function for a very short period of time in that zone, but don't forge your mail. So one of the keys to, to, to this is to keep pushing your comfort zone. So what used to elicit fear now becomes familiar. And what used to bring about panic now just elicits a little bit of fear. And once you realize that you can feel the fear and do it anyways, then, uh, you know, you're, you just put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking out the door. Right, Dr. Susan Jeffers, who's no longer with us, wrote a great book a couple decades ago called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. And she says, at three levels down, fear comes down to this basic concept that I can't handle it. And once you realize you can handle it, then you can feel the fear and do it anyways because it's just a feeling based on the chemical responses. Your body releases 63 known chemicals based on what you're thinking about, based on your breathing, and based on your physiology, specifically your eye placement in relation to your physiology. That's why I bring in the sciences. That's why I talk about the logical levels. Remember Dr. Robert Diltz came up six levels where we create belief systems and a structure? And their subsets are like kachinka dolls, you know, those Russian dolls. We put a smaller doll in, in front of, inside of a bigger doll, inside of a bigger doll, inside of a bigger doll. And you start taking them apart, and there's four or five dolls are all stacked inside of each other. That's kind of like the logical levels. At the top is spirit. Right below that's identity. Right below that's belief system. Right below that's capabilities. Right below that's behavior. Right below that's environment. And the key with the logical levels is two pieces here. Number one, the things on the bottom are easier to change than the things on the top. And number two, change takes place from the top down, not the bottom up. And that brings in Einstein's quote, which I loved for years, which never understood until the logical levels, which says this. You cannot solve a problem at the same level it was created at. You cannot solve a problem at the same level you were created. It was created. You've got to go the level above. And the logical levels, if you want to deal with a level, you must deal with the level above it because it trickles down. Logical. And so this is this is why you say you criticize the behavior and not the person. Why? Because it's a lot easier to change what you do than who you are. See, we've all been victimized. I say this all the time. We've all been traumatized. We've been raped. We've been abused. We've been abandoned. We've been put down. We've been discounted. We've been dejected. I mean, let's be honest. I walk in people's pain. That's one thing to be victimized. That's at the second level from the bottom. That's called behavior. But to take that behavior and then automatically attach it to your identity and call yourself a victim, oh, my gosh, a victim? And if you're a child of God, you're a co-heir of the kingdom, you have unmerited favor, quit lying to yourself. You're not a victim of anything. You know, was Christ a victim? And if you said anything but no, then you need to read your Bible because you don't know your Bible. So the neurological levels, let me give you an example of how it works. Okay, so let's start with a situation. Let's say uh, something tough. Let's say you found out you had cancer. That's pretty tough, right? That's a death knell to most people, right? Ouch. 
So the reality is that you have cancer. At the base of the neurological level is environment. And the environment is the cancer is attacking me. Now the fear, the doubt that, that kicks in now, the mind starts going and feeding the seeds of I can't, right? It starts ruminating and starts toying with the head and the heart. Now I can't is coming into life. As we get to the behavior level, I have a tumor and there's nothing I can do about it. See how I can't sneaks in? All of a sudden, there it is. And sympathetic as we all are, we don't want to say anything to that person because we pity them. I mean, they're going through cancer. We're not going through cancer. How dare I say anything? So we allow all the I can'ts to take hold. And it grows and becomes more a part of our experience. It now grows into the capabilities, and you now believe that you're not capable of keeping well, that you're not capable of healing yourself. I can't now starts to morph into something new. It's like in a cocoon state. It's transforming and it gets comfortable in its environment, and then it becomes a belief. Remember, everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. It is false hope to not accept the inevitable. Well, isn't that a great statement, right? After all, We definitely want to be a realist. We want to make sure we are facing the harsh reality of life, right? It is still an I can't. It just has evolved into a higher form, and then eventually it will become mature and become who we are. I am a cancer victim. Now I can't overtakes the person, and it's who they are. They can't live. And I can't is one of the greatest culprits in this world. And this is why we do the I can't uh, eulogy, right? Friends. We gather today in honor of the memory of I can't. While he was with us on this earth, he touched the lives of everyone, some more than others. His name, unfortunately, has been spoken in every public building, school, city halls, and state capitals, even the White House. We have provided I can't with a final resting place and a headstone that contains his epitaph. He is survived by his brothers and sisters. I can, I will, and I'm going to do this right away. They are not as well-known as their famous relative and are certainly not as strong and powerful yet. Perhaps someday, with your help, they will make an even bigger mark on the world. May I can't rest in peace, and may everyone present pick up their lives and move forward in its absence. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, the battles of the mind. You've got to shut off some of this media. You've got to control the narrative. Go to likeitmatters.net. Go to wayawarrior.blog. Go to likeitmattersradio.com. But get in the battle. Our future depends on it. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. Carl Sandburg said, I see America not in the setting sun of a black night of despair. I see America in the crimson light of a rising sun, fresh from the burning creative hand of God. 20% of the population has some degree of hearing loss. Encourage business owners and staff to keep the captions on their TVs turned on and accessible to all patrons. Captions also help children with reading and adults learning English as a second language. Not sure how to turn them on? Find the button with the two C's on the remote or go to the menu button. Paid for by the Minnesota Commission of the Deaf, Deafblind, and Hard of Hearing, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. 
Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Ring it. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.